0: My spidey sense is tingling.
1: He will troll you for years about a comic he loves He's Slim He's the host of the Paper Cake Podcast Uh, This is episode 119 Welcome to the show Uh,
0: One of the biggest shows we've ever done happened last week Three days ago But we'll see if we can keep on going
2: That's a lunar week, I think
0: Three days uh, Paper Keg podcast where we talk about industry news, the books we're reading, and we'll do a book club. Bar none, the best comic book podcast ever made. Uh, the book club, Madman. what a show we have first uh thanks for tuning in you know right off the bat boy are you in for a treat just unsubscribe to all their comic podcasts uh it's not worth it just don't do it jonesy loves beer is a host on this show so i can just introduce him for one moment
1: despite your best efforts i am a host on this show
0: Uh, least voted. I mean, this is a vote that happened. Least popular host on the show. He's a writer. He's been trying to get this book off the ground for years. Um, I don't think you know. He knows when it's going to happen. Just be flat out honest with you.
1: I. Uh, I don't think anybody should know when it's going to happen. I mean, let's all be just very zen about it. The moment it's ready to come out is when it'll come out.
0: Jonesy's arch nemesis, also a writer, Don Garvey from the Echo Rift podcast. His book is available digitally on the Comics app. Colonology. Great book, I
1: might add. I uh, I encourage everybody to go get it today on the app through Welcome our to the show, show sponsor,
0: Comic Book Shop Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jones. It's a treat having you back on.
1: It's always a pleasure uh, being back. You know, many people write in trying to get me off the show. I mean, many online polls, many online writing campaigns, and um, I'm just not going anywhere, guys. So thanks for having me. Oh God, what a long speech that How was for
0: Jonesy. Good grief. <laughs> Least popular host, everybody. Uh, not without due cause. <laughs> Dale underscore A, you're the VP of merch. You're a Twitter celeb. You hit a milestone last week. 400 Twitter followers. Can we get an update? Is that Have you skyrocketed even further?
2: Yeah, believe it or not, since the fantastic episode 118, I am now uh, down two followers. 398 Twitter followers. I probably couldn't feel any worse about myself. It's probably spam bops that unfollowed me on purpose.
0: In, instead of spam followers following people, you get the ones that follow you and then quickly unfollow you just out of spite. Yeah, they,
2: they just realize that I'm just no good to the twitter community that i'm i try to be funny i try to be joe cocker none of it
0: works dale underscore egg on the twitter you're probably the best person to follow on twitter you know whether you're, you're cooking raw chicken you're serving mm. raw chicken to your family you don't even give a crap
2: i i do i just can't help it i can't do
0: anything about it um but you know moreover than that you're a newsman through and through is what it comes down to
2: yeah like it's you know once it gets in your blood it's hard to you know think about anything else yeah really
0: how about last week's speaking of news probably one of our most downloaded episodes and it's only been literally 10 minutes since we recorded it <laughs> um we talked about Cross last week what a show can, yeah. we, can we just reminisce for briefly 30 seconds about how great that episode was
2: i um i branched out a little bit and tried to listen to some other podcasts this week Quickly baptizing my own ears in my own comics podcast to cleanse, to take in, uh, you know, what uh, probably Jesus himself would uh, advertise sure. as the best comics podcast. That episode, I, I mean, I don't know. I just love, I love us. <laughs> I love that, uh, you know our best efforts are just to make each other laugh every week. Yeah. And with a, you know, with a nice paper keg nights episode, that's just the best material for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we reviewed, we reviewed comics that nobody, you know, should read They're Yeah. But they're you know what, what I, I am intrigued. I want to read it again because I'm so, my interest was so piqued by what it. we talked about. You love
0: seeing, uh, just a family hard art faces ripped off. <laughs> Uh, I just don't know jang. how.
2: I don't. I don't know how I would keep reading it and not people find have people find out. Um, very interested in see what happens next.
0: Who knows when we'll do another PK nights where we only talk adult themed uh, comic books. I think maybe Jonesy just suggested we just read pornography <laughs> as a book club, but I I'm not just sure how DVD that will go. DVD
1: book jackets is what we should start reading. <laughs> I'll keep my Dagmar cosplay close at uh, hand. Uh-huh. I'll be ready in a moment's so oh, yeah. notice. Um, Dale, did anything exciting happen since we last spoke? There's, there was a,
2: a couple things in the past half day um, <laughs> that I should <laughs> talk about. Uh, first and foremost, huge, huge news coming out of the uh, the Comicsology digital comics app uh, camp. 200 million comic book downloads mm to uh various you know devices that's that's real numbers people that's you know people just can run reports against databases i'm sure for these kind of things and this i mean this proves that people in the world have downloaded 200 million comic books Mm -hmm. just via the comiXology app itself
0: disclaimer i work for comiXology just throw that out there right now how about that we and we hit it sooner than uh than your Comic Con. So we did it faster than uh, the last time, which was 100 million yeah. last year.
2: Yeah, so I, I think, uh, the, I believe the stats are three years to 100 million, one year later, 200 million. Mm. That is mm. completely mm. Uh, uh, flummoxing. It you flummoxes
0: know, me. People want to read digital comics. Who knew? Who knew? You know, all those many years ago where I was almost burned at the stake trying to read comics on my iPhone.
2: It was very shaky ground uh, four years ago, you know? And here we are in a a landscape where digital comics, I think, are proving to be a a boon to the comics industry. The comics industry is experiencing its its highest year in 10 years, Mm. and that includes brick-and-mortar stores, print comics. God bless them. And, I mean, 200 million comics digitally fantastic yeah what was that? i mean even if it's just a uh, some uh joe Schmo who got an ipad or, a, or some sort of crusty android device for christmas they they wanted to download the app and just uh open it up and see what's what they 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 pr- chose to download this comic didn't come prepackaged with bloatware on your new dell
0: what was uh Dalen great. what was the first digital comic you ever downloaded on Comixology? Oh, Algae? it's a good question.
2: Mm. I wish I could remember. I know it's could be either Walking Dead and or there was this indie book called like FCHS and it was about it was like a high school drama. It was like high school. Mm-hmm. It was like on the CW.
0: What if i Men. what if I blow your mind and I tell you what it was right now do you know what it I was do. Wow tell me what it was atomic Robo Free Comic book day two thousand and eight Wow oh, yeah was my mage? You know what
1: was my mage absolutely right, you're absolutely right was my mage fantastic
0: Jones-y. ask me one more time if it was mage <laughs> 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 uh, live uh let's see he's As gonna make up some title
1: like my little pony zero issue
0: uh let's see. Grim Fairy Tales Naked Edition. Oh <laughs> my <Beer>. god. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> the right answer. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jonesy loves beers. First ever digital comic on the comics app. None other than The Walking Dead number one.
1: Oh. Okay. Wow. I your second was one was Mage. Your there second we go. one was
0: Mage. Uh, Dale's your, Dale, your second one was The Astounding Wolfman number one.
2: Oh yeah, that's what I was. I wanted to read that so bad. <laughs> I remember That's that. That serious. was like
0: during the the early heyday of Image where Kirkman was like coming out with all these different books and stuff. Oh, yeah.
2: Kirk, they were just hitting Kirkman up with all kinds of things.
0: Uh, we're running out of time, Jonesy. Um, I know. We need to get into the comic talk. You need to get to bed. You just look haggard <laughs> with that white t-shirt. I don't see any Diet Coke around you to reinvigorate uh, yourself. I'm, I'm off the Diet Coke kick. What do you want now? It's water
1: bit. <laughs> uh What are you reading right now, Jonesy? Loves beer. I want to talk about a man who I've been Do giving it. a fraction of my pay, if you will, and talk about his new book, <laughs> "Sex Criminals," issue number one. You guys, you guys, read this book today? Maybe. Matt Fraction. Maybe I did. At his fractional just best. Came out
2: five minutes ago. Uh,
1: yes, it actually it just it just left uh, printing and went right to my house. <laughs> Uh, So, great story. Uh, Susie is a young, confused girl who loses her father at a young age and discovers via uh, masturbating that she can stop time. Literally stop time for, you know, a period of hours, minutes. It's not really clear. And then eventually, you know, time starts going again. So, she kind of lays out the first issue as her life story and about how she discovers this power and about how she becomes obsessed with categorizing it and uh researching it and that, you know, brings to her a career in books and libraries and data in general. And at the climax, pun intended, of the book, um <laughs> she meets Jonathan, who also has the same ability. And uh it kind of flashbacks to the open the the cold open of the book where they're uh copulating in the bathroom and then we finally figure out at the end of the issue that they both have this power and they are in fact criminals. Sex criminals. Uh awesome first issue of a book. Uh Matt Fraction is on fire and uh, Sex this fight. might be the <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the one Kings adult on <laughs> in the background, <laughs> the one adult title i'm going to probably pick up every month <laughs> you it's have really to have one
0: you have to have one adult title yeah. that you get
1: yeah it absolutely that's fair right what did you think absolutely. of
0: the uh yeah. dude butts and flaccid genitals that were present in this issue
1: uh you know Coming from Cross, this was nothing. I was totally desensitized to it. Yeah, this, this was like this uh, was lame. Alice in Wonderland. This is a lame duck. No uh, no horse wieners. Nope. There was no zombified corpses hard-arring each other or beating each other to death with genitalia of, you know, a horse. It was just normal. Sure. People have butts. Equine. Equine, Equine penis. <laughs>
0: I did enjoy the uh, issue. Oh, sometimes when I'm reading non fraction, non Hawkeye fraction, I keep remembering while I'm reading that it's fraction, and he's like being current and you know grounded in reality and talking like real people, and it kind of takes me out of the story a little bit. Mm. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I liked it a
2: lot. But it, but you think it works in Hawkeye? Is that what you're? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe
0: mean? I just only like it in Hawkeye, and anywhere else it would be like a turnoff, which mm-hmm. is weird. Hmm. Um. I want to talk about something magical, if I can. Something that is pulling my at hand. my heartstrings. Oh. Like a one fear agent esque title Deadpool. Wow. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly by uh, those two. Posen? Posen? The comedians? P- Posane Dugan. Dugan. Jerry. Jerry. G-Doug, I call him. So these two have been writing Deadpool for a while, since Marvel Now. Um, but this particular story is uh, someone from Deadpool's past kidnaps him again, and it's revealed that he's been like harvesting his organs for a secret project. So he like kidnaps Deadpool and then just like lets him loose when he's done harvesting his organs. So Deadpool's healing factor just kind of grows him back. So he kind of semi-remembers these events but doesn't really and eventually he he thinks that some people are after him and right before he gets kidnapped again he comes to wolverine and uh captain america who are familiar with the weapon plus program and he's like hey i could use your help on this and they blow him off so he's kind of bummed about it Uh and then all three of them get kidnapped and they wake up and find out that this guy has been harvesting Deadpool's organs and other X-Men DNA to make his own Asian X-Men. And, like so there's all these X-Men characters but they're Asian and like there's these open sores on their body and they're just not like quality clones at all.
2: Mm.
0: And uh he wants to kind of Deadpool kind of just wants to like destroy everyone involved in this operation but the guy that's running it says like you know don't kill me. We have your daughter that you may or may not have remembered fathering. So they reference this other female that uh, in the beginning of the series, which I haven't really read. I only jumped on this this arc. So Deadpool's not even sure if it's really true, but he decides that he wants to find out. And there's what? really, like, it's hilarious. The way these two write this book is really great. And the, the art, the Declan Shalvey, who um, had done some Venom, and he did that final Remender Venom that I really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, his art's so good on this. But there's a lot of great moments um where Deadpool was kind of down on himself and it reminds me of fear agent where he like can't catch a break and you know weapon plus program broke him down but he played a big part of that where he broke himself down and he didn't really try to pick himself back up it's really great probably one of the best Deadpool stories I've ever read wow highly recommended five parts I think this is part three
2: you keep making me want to uh add another comic to my pool list monthly. (sighs) You know? You talk about it, uh, and, you know, I harbor no ill will against Deadpool because, you know, he's sure he's out there a lot, but you just choose, choose what you read and you're not overexposed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and I do like the, those, those two guys are very funny. They work well together. I, I used to listen to a a and d podcast that they did, but the, uh, my, they were very funny. I just, uh, you know, the D&D portion. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't
0: You couldn't do it? Don't, you I love d and D? I
2: I do. It was just very decompressed, very, very long. and. Uh,
0: Is it like that uh, Will Wheaton? His little gaming uh, video show? Is it like Will That's, Wheaton's? That's, uh, I, what's
2: that called? Waste Management? It's called Is Dog that called?
1: Yeah. I that was a <laughs> <I think> tabletop <laughs> Or is that his show? His live action show. He does
0: know. a live action like uh, role playing game podcast. That I don't know. Yeah, I guess people enjoy watching people play role playing games. I didn't. I never really realized that.
2: And they do a lot. Well, let's not toot his horn for too long, but they do a lot of tabletop games, which is more visual than.
0: Oh, I guess D D. I guess role. What did I say? Role playing games. Yeah,
2: okay. um, but no, they just it's strictly a podcast. Nard Poker. If you uh, if you want to give it a chance, it's very it was very good, very funny.
0: Dale, what did you read this week? <clears throat>
2: I read an old timey comic that it's been in my download queue for a long, long time. Dakin. Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, and I finally treated myself. And after I read it, I felt like I could bring myself out of the slums and stop being a hooker on, uh, you know, in outside the Beverly Wilshire and, uh, you know, fall in love with an upstanding man who hired me for sex and love, but we then we fell in love
1: probably the strangest how... turn the show's ever <laughs> taken <laughs>
2: but it's but that's what Batman uh, drawn by Mike Mignola will do to a uh, a, a street a, a woman of the night
0: yeah yeah you know?
2: um so this book is written by Brian Augustine drawn by Mike Mignola and it takes place in 1889 Gotham great year oh yeah yeah Oh, yeah, vintage, um, Bruce. Uh, there's a quick intro, and they're all. This is like an Elseworlds title. So Bruce and his parents are gun. His parents are gunned down by a robber, Spoilers. and then cut to five years later. Bruce has spent some time in London studying under a friend of Jim Gordon's uh, to learn detective skills and such. Heads back to Gotham, and he is officially ready to take the mantle of the Batman. And he is uh, debuting fighting crime in 1889. And uh, along with Batman, hitches a ride Jack the Ripper. And he starts murdering uh, women in Gotham. And Bruce Wayne is accused because he just so happens to show up the same time the murders start. Bruce Wayne spends some time in prison. And his uncle, Jacob, his uncle by extension that his father was friends with this man, um, is a lawyer and tries to defend him. Can't bust him out. He's in Arkham Asylum. Turns out, spoilers, the uncle is the one doing all the killing. He is Jack the
0: Ripper. Spoilers.
2: And uh, Batman gets to take... Which is very interesting because he... Uh, he's able to confront this man and make him beg for mercy. The constables show up and he ends up they end up shooting Jack the Ripper because he's gonna kill batman anyway it's so so, so it was a plot the whole time by this Jack the Ripper fellow to um, frame Bruce and keep him in jail so he could keep murdering and the way the way his perspective his point of view is written he is it's very well done like he his inner monologue as you can see like a woman coming out of the shadows he's like inner monologuing he's like they won't stop laughing at me they think they're better than me like it's very kind of you can sense the crazy in him mm. and they're just walking like it's so funny because he's he's it's one sentence it's like one sh- straight thought but every panel is a different woman so he's just thinking about this about every woman
1: mm. Yeah, a couple great moments in that book. Like, I love when he gets back to Gotham, and Alfred's like, "It's been waiting for you." And he opens the room, and it's just kind of like Uh, the the cape and cowl is hanging off that wire mannequin, mm -hmm. Um, and and the and the like the bottom of the cape, like all the phalanges are
2: just like flowing off the floor, very shadowy and Mignola.
1: Every every scene where Mignola has him like on a rooftop with just like. His back gear hanging all over his outfit because there's no such thing as like, compart like those you know pressurized compartments back then, so it's like right. he has all these gear like just hanging everywhere off his belt, and uh, his outfit isn't exactly a bodysuit, but it's like contoured. Now you're gonna make me want to read this book tonight before I go to bed. It's his Man, art is
2: stunning on this book. It's a, it's fifty pages. Mike Mignola doing some Batman. It I was su- I was really impressed with it. It's the one shot, beautiful. This
1: needs to be Very the beautiful. real next Batman animated film that DC does. That would be oh, amazing.
0: Man. You know, I was reading um the Zero Year and Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Doesn't uh his uncle play a part in that and isn't he like a slime ball? Is it the same uncle?
2: I I haven't read Zero Year, but I wondered if this uncle was a you know, like, was a character in the Bat universe because Jim Gordon's in it, mm-hmm. Harvey Dent's in it, uh, a couple other people that you recognize in it. So I was wondering if this uncle, I don't know, I guess I don't know enough about the ancillary Bat yeah.
0: folks. Keep forgetting that, like, that storyline has been on pause since the Villains Month stuff. I wonder if Capuyo is getting, like, a good lead time. Not that he's ever really had trouble being a monthly artist, but I keep forgetting about it.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, and and the Batman villains, there's like 10 Batman villains comics.
0: Two just came out while we were recording the show. Oh my God. Two new issues. Just deliver to your inbox.
2: When we record our next episode tomorrow, <laughs> who knows how many. Uh,
0: two sentences or less, lightning round. The most popular segment in this show's history, um, apropos that we're starting it with the least popular host, Jonesy Loves Beer. Two sentences or less. What
1: did you read? Moth City issue number five. I haven't yet read a comic book that can achieve an accurate and wonderful genre mashup. Oh wait, snap! I just met it. It's Moth City. I really wish this God of View book will be our first God of View book club. Mm-hmm. Amazing title. Run, don't walk to pick it up at your digital comic store in Delaware.
0: That was. I, that might have been seven sentences. There was a lot of. I don't want to commas. spoil anything for anybody. Commas. Punisher. The trial of the Punisher. Oh, that's out. Lynn Lee and Mark Guggenheim are offended by. <laughs> Two-issue, limited series. The Punisher has confessed inside the New York police precinct to murder and is in jail and going to court for the first time ever. But why now? Question mark?
2: Wolverine and the X-Men, issue number 36. Battle of the Atom, number 5. Stuff gets real in this issue, written by Jason Aaron. Are the future X-Men who they say they are? Question mark.
0: Madman, Mike Allred, and Lara Allred, dynamite couple. Great looking people. Great people. Uh, one of my—I think this might be my first digital comics purchase. Way back when, uh, Jonesy, please,
1: please indulge us. Yes. Please. So, Madman is none other than frank einstein he is the product of a partnership between dr boyfard and that dr boyfard is sending him to get the other member of this partnership dr phlegm the only person that can save him and possibly the world so Madman is sent on a MacGuffin on a quest in this first volume to get Doctor Flem, and there's a couple things you need to know about Madman. He is quite literally insane. Uh, he can sense the madness of others, and he does seem to have some physical powers, some you know physical you know strength and speed. And he kind of on his quest to go find Doctor Flem uh, gets involved in these zany adventures because he can kind of see how other people are messed up. So, you know, in the first issue, he gets caught in a side quest where he has to defend himself against a bunch of crazy rednecks in the woods. And uh, there's a bunch of moments in this book where you're not sure uh, where, you, as a reader, you're going. And it becomes quite clear that Madman himself is not sure where he's going, and, which, of course, is the genius of the book. Uh, The third issue concludes, you know, he does eventually find Dr. Phlegm and kind of is able to complete his quest, but in a brilliant move, they tell the origin story as the last part of this three-issue volume. So you find out that uh, Frank Einstein is actually the corpse, reanimated corpse, of someone who was in a car accident, and their reanimated corpse is brought back with these special abilities um, but he, w- he would have been able to heal 100%, but he pulled the nodes out of his neck, front, like Frankenstein style, and that left him a little off kilter. But he remembers that there's a hero when he was a kid called Mr. Excitement, and he kind of borrows that costume and sets out on this new identity to kind of help people as that childhood icon did. Um, and that's Mad Men Volume 1, and it's one of the... More interesting comics that start you down a path. It's it's crazy that you as a reader and the main character have no idea where you're going, but you kind of take this trip together, and it ends at our origin story. And it's it it took me two reads, and and we didn't have a lot of time to to read this book. Uh, seeing as recorded Paperback Nights about forty seven minutes ago before this episode, <laughs> um, so I had to read it twice because. I didn't get that to the first reading like I was super confused by like the middle of the second issue Hmm. and I knew I had to be like stop go back to page one and kind of get in the right frame of mind to read this so last night I kind of stayed up a little late and then went back and and went through it and made myself read every word and kind of get to the place where you know all red was when he wrote it and when you do that when you like put yourself in this character's shoes the world really opens up and, and this kind of crazy stuff makes sense because this is the character's journey is to fight his own madness. It's really, really good. I'm a, i am wish I would have read this a long time ago.
0: It's funny that you mentioned that last part where you say you, you like the character have no idea what is going on, but you so willingly uh, keep on. And it's, it's like a perfect adventure story where you you literally don't even know anything about this guy because he doesn't know anything about himself. And he needs to revive this doctor to find out who he is. And he's just like a, you know, it's funny because he starts out the issue like eating this guy's eyeball. But he really is like the most innocent guy in the story and the most likable character. And you want to find out you know, what happened to him and who he is. And so you're rooting for the character. And I think that was one of the best parts of the book. Um, But uh, just the journey is like so off the wall. There's, you know, multiple like wacky scientists, wacky science that takes place, um, mystery characters, like the one, the the assistant with the bandages, the clones. um, His only weapon is like a slingshot. I just, it's just a fun, total fun book to sit down and mm-hmm. read. And I think each page, each issue was like fifty pages. First one's free. Um, yeah, there's like no and, reason to not read Madman. It's so good. Yeah, and
2: the next, the next two issues are dollar ninety nine a piece. So for one hundred and fifty pages for four bucks, it you. I mean, I I think after reading it, I'm really. You're really fortunate to be able to read something like this. Came out in 1992. It was like super indie. Mm. It came uh, original imprint was the Kitchen, Kitchen Comics, and I'm so glad to hear you guys say because I, I had to do a little bit of research, like after in the middle of issue one or at the end of issue one, just to make sure I was reading the right issues because this was definitely Madman one through three, and the original. But you do feel kind of lost but uh, it's not a bad thing because he f- you know madman feels lost too and i just wanted to make sure that's we were on the you know i was on the same page as as frank einstein that uh you know he he has no idea who he is and he needs this dead man revived so he can find out who he is and i and it was it was just fun i mean it's not it's not vi- there's violence in it but it's not hyper violence or anything like that you know there it's the same amount of violence you may find in like a, you know ne- basic network tv or or something along those lines there are a couple bad words in it when the uh hyper racist hate <laughs> hate guy comes across him and says some bad words but the book isn't peppered with it. It's it's just nice, easy read. Like the main th- the main thing I got out of this was just like I really really liked it. And I'm really really glad I read it. Is just like it just charmed the crap out of me.
1: This kind of feels like the best offering I've read yet of that early '90s indie explosion where it was super hip to be into like grunge and independent comics and like Slim always drops like too much coffee, man like these little you know digest sized books that would be at the register at a comic book shop that you know it seemed like everybody was reading and since then we've covered a couple titles that i just were really hit and miss and i could appreciate on like a you know an artist level or looking back at an arrow level but i i do feel like this is the best offering from that time that i've read and can say you know hey i love madman you got you have to you have to read it i mean i would definitely recommend this title to somebody who is looking to look back at that genre and is looking for the best title they can find i mean it's great it's it's yeah it and it's so layered uh which is just a testament to allred's uh writing it's layered in the fact that you can read it as just an adventure story or you could read it as a, you know, weird science fiction, like, almost 60s horror sci-fi story. Or you could read it as, like, the, um, you know, the, this is, man is insane and you're going to follow him and his insanity, like, a, a much deeper level to the story. And you, I don't think you found that in that era of comics. Like, you definitely didn't find it on some of the stuff, you know, we picked up uh, from that time. And to see something that's so layered and so well executed... Is uh, really be, be a fresh surprise. Image
2: launch titles for sure. Oh man.
1: I mean I, I wonder actually, if Rob Liefeld tried to take credit for Men at some uh, point. Alleged, <laughs> alleged Rob Liefelding.
0: The um I actually really liked the coloring of the book. Not so black and white, but almost like a blue tone mm-hmm. and grey. And I think I at one point I went into later volumes, my app is not doing what I want, but Later volumes there's like some color gets added. Um I think also from Laura Allred, but I really loved the gray and the blue kind of color tone. I felt like it was easy to easy to read, like you just flowed through the whole ent- entire mm-hmm. book.
2: I think I think you're right. I think it added just this super readability. It matched the tone of the book and it was just really nice. Like I could you could maybe compare it to like the uh, the Parker novels, mm. but with less color. But the, f- similar shading, you know, the parts that are colored in are are similar in the Parker novels. But but um, Madman is just like that that blue and gray, and that's it. There's no other color, and I other than black and white. The
0: supporting cast, and I mentioned to it earlier, but like the supporting cast is so interesting that you would want. And he does this a lot with a lot of his books with this interesting supporting cast. But you want to read more, not just about Madman, but you want to see more adventures with his cast of characters, like the girl, um, the the both doctors. I mean, you just want to read more with those characters.
2: Yeah, I um, when I was reading it and he was sent on the little quest to um, get the ingredients to revive the dead guy in his freezer, it was just... Like the cast of characters is just really likable, and I was almost expecting the worst from each of them. Like the uh, the Joe character, who he's who he's in love with, and didn't know, and Doctor Flem. Like I was just expecting him to be double crossed, mm-hmm. or 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 for the characters to be a little more deeper, or have a little more um, plot to them. But they but it was nice to be like when I was finished the three stories, it was just really nice that th- what you saw in the first few panels, their introduction was what you got. They were just nice and they were friendly and they were like his friends. Now they were like his part of his team, whatever that team was going to be. They were forever entwined in this like nice friendship that uh, Dr. Flem you know, his wacky science and stuff. I was expecting Dr. Flem to send him on this stuff and to try to, like, get him hurt or something. But it wasn't like that at all. It was just, it was just a really, like, it was just him set on an adventure with no plot twist. It was just the plot that was just like a simple plot. and But it was really, really beautiful to the story. It was nice.
1: I loved uh, Doctor Flem's side plot where he's trying to get out of his old kind of broken down body uh, to get into the young one he's cloned for himself, and he just like hands uh, Madman that axe and he's just like, "Yeah, you're gonna need to take this head off." And Madman's <laughs> yeah. like, "All right, this is where I need to check myself. Is this really happening, or you know, is this part of my insanity slipping in?" Yeah, and of course, eventually uh, he does cut uh, Flem's head off, and then there's the dismembered head of Flem in a jar, like Futurama style. Uh, as they go chasing after like the one clone that's uh, kind of you know this way of right, so he can attach himself and kind of get going and get on a younger body. Just this is like the first time I think we saw that kind of stuff in comics that are semi mainstream. Because I remember you know looking back, Batman was kind of like one of those per, uh, like mage like you always knew the iconic images. Yeah, I know that in the back matter. Of this volume, if you get a digital trade, there's a couple extra issues of like Batman Adventures and some covers. Like, he eventually gets a leather jacket. <coughs> Excuse me. And I remember that image of Batman in like the white tight bodysuit with the black leather jacket, like mm-hmm. being on the wall of a comic book shop or like being in the back of an issue, like telling you to go buy it. So it's it's great. It's this volume is great. It's really good. Yeah, it really is, and
2: it's, for the value and for a nice introduction, it makes you want to just read more mm-hmm. Madman. Like, it was just a really nice, easy book. I mean, compared to um some of the other stuff, it's just, like, the book, I, just to reiterate, you just take it at face value, it's just a pleasant book, you don't have to, there's no reading into it, like, uh you know flex Mentalo or or something crazy just get like that. that garbage out of here <laughs> uh, just throw it up against the
0: garbage <laughs> I mean literally uh the funny story we should maybe tell on the fireside of it we had a book that we didn't choose for this for this uh book club
1: yeah, first time in 119 episodes we did what the, we did this week
0: and i mean for the other mad men volumes they're all collected in kind of like omnibus fashion if you're into digital i think there's also print counterparts too but madman volume Mm -hmm. one for 300 pages is 11.99 volume two 323 pages same price volume three 260 for 12 bucks i mean there's plenty of madman to go around
2: yeah and just enjoy the ride of madman one through three it's just really nice simple Storytelling, and uh, it was nice that you know he had he had a love interest come at the end of it, and he's got this cast of characters that you know obviously you can see how they could uh, he could keep writing this book. Image carried it for a long time, and I think it went it was either reprinted by Dark Horse or he moved moved the book to Dark Horse. But I mean, it lasted I think uh, ten years, if not longer. Great
1: stuff. We got your letters. I'm gonna open 'em up. Farrington's gonna read 'em to you.
0: Rest in peace, Mark, our now deceased former co-host. I
2: wonder how many listeners actually even remember Mark Farrington or know. <laughs> just a guy. Yeah.
1: Uh, hey fellas, gotta say it was pretty cool finding Dale and Jonesy's arm while looking through the BCC pics. The hair paired with khaki shorts was a dead giveaway. <laughs> oh, sorry. The hat paired with khaki shorts was a dead oh, giveaway. I thought, he, I thought that was oh, a nickname for uh, you, the <laughs> hair. That's why I laughed. <laughs> the hair paired. <laughs> so, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., pretty good, right? Their secrets have secrets. I recently heard rumors of a Fables movie happening soon. Thoughts? Movie lightning round review. World War Z. I effing love this movie. Segan, please marry me. Later, peeps. At Dragonfro. What an
0: odd movie review. The movie came out, like, I feel like three months ago. I think it just
1: came it's, out it's digitally. New to, uh,
2: it's new to media, though. Disc. Oh, Digital. disc. I don't yeah. even know
1: what that is. So, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was kind of hoping we weren't going to talk about this on the show. Uh-oh. Did you watch it? I did, uh, and I was the vocal majority or vocal minority who actually enjoyed it. So,
0: I think there was—I think it was even, I think it was split down the middle: people that liked it and people that probably weren't going to like it anyway, and
1: maybe didn't like it. Uh, They were convinced they were going to hate it going in. Yeah, and it was just very Joss Whedon esque TV, and that's a a comfort zone for me. I kind of enjoyed everything he's put out so far. So. And and that's funny that
2: I guess I haven't watched a whole lot of Joss TV, mm. but other the than of the like like the uh, the one liners were definitely like s- soaking in like Joss tea, but <laughs> the like uh, otherwise it it felt very uh, like not Joss, like it felt like just a uh, procedural or or something. I don't know. I, I did like it, and I think it's got a lot of promise. I love the the cast of characters that are in it. I had a lot of trouble understanding the British scientists. Mm. Right. Um, Fitz and... But it was Sons. nice to see... Yeah. yeah. It was nice to see Robin Scherbatsky in there. Oh, she's she's, she's got nothing to do now, so... Love her. Love her with long hair, so. What is she from?
1: Uh, How I Met Your Mother, which is, I think it's wrapped, it's final episode, it's done. So... I thought After it was... for the
2: cr- season that just started. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it was funny that... Like, I know it was a pilot, but... um. All the shield logos and like the coats and the jackets were, like they could have easily been just like taped on. They they look like the cheapest kind of logos you could ever get. Definitely spent
1: all the money on the plane. (laughs) But and I
2: did notice that the, uh, like there's two different kind of shield logos. There was the one with like the wavy, flowy eagle, and then there's the ones on the side of the car and the and the plane of the like the straight edge angular, bird. And I wonder why they went with the two different kind. Mm. Two different kinds. I guess it's just probably all leftover props from the Thor movie. That's
1: what I'm thinking. But it's, most of it's like you know, those Starship Trooper uniforms that have been, you know, circling the drain of Hollywood for the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, that was the first Thor trailer that I watched, actually. I haven't had any desire to watch any yeah. Thor trailers, so I kind of passively watched it because it came on during the show. Yeah, so did I. It's the first one I saw, too.
1: I will say I this. It. Clark Gregg uh, Colson has some chops. I, uh, I, I didn't really pay much attention to him in the Marvel phase one, other than he was like some comic relief. But, you know, during the show, he, he could really pull it off comedy, drama, kind of being a bad, A. uh, you know, at the, the climax of the show, it was pretty good. Mm -hmm.
2: Keggerators. I'm glad you did a round table for Spidey 2099. It was one of the least stinky 2099 properties. The one topic you completely missed was the fact that in the future, Mig gets to have a holographic, attractive young lady for a virtual assistant. I want the future. Also, congrats on PK Nights 2. You killed it. Best show ever? At Jim Lynn for Pope.
1: I think we can confirm Um, that was the best show
2: ever. I was thoroughly exhausted watching Mig's uh, holographic assistant. She was always go-go dancing like... I just picture her while she's reading off the news, like, dancing in some slutty manner the sun, whole time.
0: Or a sun, wearing a sundress.
2: Yeah. Constantly, constantly on the move. She's just not sitting. She's always, like, gyrating
0: and things. Gyrating. Also, uh, plus five points for usage of Meg in that email. That stupid nickname. Meg, 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 Maybe. Mig, I, mig. Uh, you would have gotten a bonus if you added Gabri. At some point Gabriel. in that email. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: thanks, uh, Jim. We appreciate Great that. Great
0: episode last week. I, I think I listened episode. to it like three times.
2: Even if you just want to listen for the comedy people, even if you don't want to, you know, we keep it clean by not Ish. saying bad words. Jonesy did... F- Flub up in the, in the fireside But that was that's, it Yeah somebody
1: was Nice enough to go in And uh, bleep out you My I just can't um,
2: keep His mean mouth shut I'm
1: just or, you know I'm just a jerk Guys That's mm. Look at the poll numbers <laughs> You just That little placard just, Doesn't lie guys
2: You just listen to uh, Billy Joel's Allentown And that's Jonesy <laughs> That He's like the Embodiment oh, of whoa. Allentown the song And <laughs> uh, uh, that's it Thanks for the letters folks It was nice to uh some
0: great great show another one in the wincom mm, super i think wind yes one day we'll talk about the book club that never was
1: maybe in two minutes when the fireside comes on if there <laughs> is such a thing i'm still convinced a lot of people don't listen to the fireside
0: i don't know what that unless, is unless grant morrison's listening grant if you're
2: <laughs> listening Tweet us
0: right now. Someone will <laughs> listen to this fireside and then Twitter shame <laughs> us by advertising Graham Marson and say <laughs> yes, about yeah. what we said. That's ours. Yes, uh, they G1 will win for Pope. Oh, uh, what a show. Uh, show if you're draw. bored, uh, shoot us a review on iTunes, yeah? To help people uh, discover the show. It really helps. Thank you. Maybe by that time we'll have a replacement for Jonesy. Who knows?
1: <laughs> we'll see everybody next week. Take this spot for my cold dead podcasting hands. Bye. You know, if we keep uh, going at this clip, we might actually get 12 minutes of Gears of War before James gets out of bed. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm so perturbed the last few times that we play it. I have literally zero <laughs> desire to even try. Because as soon as we're going to get yeah. into some wave, we're going to like, wave two, and he's going to stroll out, and then I'm going to be <laughs> on the floor for the next two hours in his room.
2: Then there's a, there's a di- dead and dying Dizzy Wallen on our team just getting his <laughs> A- a handed to him while Jonesy or I are trying to hold down the fort. You can't take
1: his ammo either. If, even Good. if you need it, it is right there. You just can't take it off of him. My online gaming
0: it, life is just—it's just not—it's just not, not happening until we get a house.
2: And then if Slim gets a, a hot minute, he'll he can text us from his room, say I'm in I'm in the hot zone right now. I'm in the, I'm ground zero, <laughs> and we're like, all right, let's just quit because of course last time it happened, you were like back out a minute later. Yeah. But we don't want to take that chance. As soon as you're big, you're gone, we're we're out of there. Yeah. We can't we can't we cannot fight back. We can't trust the, to hope. The, uh, 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 the waves of locusts with two of three members of the team. Can't do it.
0: I will let you guys down, you know. I let it's you guys okay. down. It's all right, man. I mean, you know, your
2: father. <sighs> you know, you know what it.
0: we know what happened last night. As I was playing uh, GTA, and you know, I had yeah. to blow up this meth lab. I took me, yeah. uh, so I had to bust into this house. There's like 15 dudes I had to murder to get into this house. I was this Lester or Trevor character, crazy Trevor. And uh, I could not find the damn room. So there's like a HUD on the map saying like, go here for the meth lab that you have to destroy. And I was like running around this house for like 15 minutes. I couldn't find this room. I went into like every door, you know, the dopey little open maneuver in GTA. You're just like walking into a door and then back out. I had yeah, to. Yeah. I, it got so bad that I had to go on YouTube and Google where is the meth lab in GTA. So I found a YouTube video of this guy doing the same exact thing I did for five minutes, and then eventually he found the room. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so he didn't even. He didn't, he didn't even, even record. Know. How is this the, stuff? How the, the finished product? The
1: game has been out for like what four days, and there's video walkthroughs already. Uh, it's been out maybe a few weeks. Oh, it has been that long?
0: But uh, yeah, it's been a week at least. It was it was like totally hidden, and I was like, oh god! I had to watch the video like three times to find out where the corner was. But man, I blew that house up something fierce. My god!
2: Yeah. Talk about
0: it. You know, they, he he, you you're equipped with a gasoline canister, so you have to go down the meth lab, uh, equip the gasoline canister, start in the basement, and walk up the steps and out of the house, pouring gasoline, and then you have to sh- you have to shoot obviously the trail that you left. And then you walk away from the building as it blows up, and the camera's like on the ground, looking at you, walking away from the house, all badass. Like, Slow
1: mo style. Uh, <laughs> 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 so good. <laughs> oh, God. I, I love you, this high
2: game. Fi- you high five James as he walks out, and <laughs> he's like, I'm ready for you now. You Come plank my pl- floor, please. I've been waiting for
1: you, Father. <laughs>
0: There was one time I'm standing right here. I mean, the one time we recorded, he scared the hell out of me. I just saw his little body come out of, the, like right in front of where I was sitting in this kitchen, and he's <laughs> got kitty cat in his hand, and he's like half asleep. I'm like, my god, James. <laughs> but now I haven't, oh, I haven't man. played it with him in the room, let alone him strolling out. Mm. Too many f bombs, you know, running people over with cars. <sighs>
2: Good stuff. The good God. stuff.
0: Really. So, really, I only play from the hours of 10 a.m. to 1 a.m., 10 p.m. to 1 a.m.
1: <laughs> 10 a.m. <laughs> right. So, do we want to talk about the book club that almost was, that never Whew. will be? Whew.
0: I think so. I think Dale. At one point during the story, you should recite the text conversation too.
2: Yeah. So the um, you know, we needed to. We needed a quick turnaround time. We recorded. Episode 118 on Sunday night. It's now Wednesday night. So we needed a quick turnaround book club. We were like, you know what? Let's go for like a three issue arc of something. Just nice and easy, you know, just because we, we got to read our, our round table books and we have other things to do as men, as family men. So I've always had this from the, uh, from like a big Grand Marson sale back in the day. And I know it's popular uh, with a, with a lot of the kids, you know? C guy, number one through three. C guy, uh, Grant Marson, Camera Stewart. So I'm like, that's all three three issues. Let's uh, let's do that shiz. And um, so I download, I buy all three. <laughs> download the first issue and read it. After the first issue, I sent the group text. This might have been This was Monday night, ten sixteen p.m. C-Guy may be the biggest piece of crap ever. <laughs> Flex Mentalo BS garbage. Still time to change. We could do our comedy bits on it, but it's just so confusing I don't even know. Jonesy chimes in. I S you not, it's the worst book I've ever read. <laughs> this thing was Flex Mentalo on Flex Mentallo steroids. This, it was... Not, I was expecting like some underwater adventure with a that's guy what I thought. called mm-hmm. Sea Guy. That's, yep. Sea Guy is just a man who lives in a world, wears a wetsuit, right? He has a friend that's a tuna fish that swims in the air next to him named Chubby. And he
1: just says, duh, fug, constantly. Yeah,
2: he, he talks like uh, somebody from the 1940 gangster movies. Like a New
1: York cabbie.
2: Yeah and he 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 exists in a world with a just a cast of characters he plays chess with uh death who is uh dressed like an italian pagoda uh pilot captain i, I don't, don't know. know if pagoda is the right word pagoda no what's the thing <laughs> the uh i think a pagoda is
1: like a japanese tower oh,
2: Langolier? no that's not it
1: <laughs> that Thank 9 God. hour movie <laughs>
0: Do the you boats. mean gondola Italian uh, yeah gondola <laughs> yeah,
2: a gondola driver, and he has a crush on a bearded viking woman a bearded barbarian Viking woman, and there is and then they go into a grocery store and there's all this product this x o o zoo i i'm I'm pronouncing it zoo, everything's sponsored by Zoo and fly and see guys like hey is this stuff good? I don't know, but it's new by Zoom, so fug. everybody looks the fug. And then they go to and then they're obsessed with this uh this eyeball like is like the Mickey Mouse of their world and his name is Mickey Eye and they uh-huh. go to a theme park that's the Mickey Eye theme park and everything's Mickey Eye based. I have no idea what was going it, on in it this. It is
1: book. a I think I but, referred to it at one point as flexmental flavored diarrhea. <laughs> I mean, oh this <laughs> garbage.
2: So so happy for you guys. You're getting two book clubs in yeah, one
1: <laughs> Really, you're getting this guerrilla style Sea um, Guy trash I book club. I,
0: I didn't even have time to read any of the issues by the time I got Dale's text. <laughs> lucky, his vehement, lucky. Vehement, vitriolic text about Sea Guy. I was all excited. I was like, yeah, we're finally going to do Cameron Stewart. We were thinking about Cindy too low. Uh, but yeah. it's going to be Sea Guy. I was like, yeah, here we go. And then I got yeah, that let's text. Let's get ready. And then I was like, oh, man. And then I, Kevin thought, Stewart. I thought in my head, uh, I was like, maybe we should. Maybe we should do it. Maybe it'll be a good book club. Maybe I'll like it. And then, nope. Nope. Yeah. And,
2: and I got your, you, I mean, you were kind of like keeping us grounded. You know, you kind of questioned just like, do we, where do we get off basically changing the book club because we didn't like it? but. I was worried that it just the segment wouldn't be fun like it wouldn't be even crossed funny because crossed you can understand you can make comedy bits on it you can rip it up but this was just so confusing I don't even like it would just be we could just plug in the flex mentallo yeah audio I like I just don't think it would have been a, a good segment and you know to be completely open and honest with the uh, open and honest with the listeners,
1: you know, it just wouldn't have been. I don't think it would have been a good audio. I just think that we got catcher up on a ledge with our Flex Mental Book Club and doing Sea Guy would have been just the nudge you needed. And we can't play God like that. We just can't do what it. What were
0: some outside of Flex Mental? What were some book clubs that all three of us didn't like? Or
1: the three Authority hosts. Authority like. is the one that jumps to mind because it was my book club.
0: You will never forget that moment. A storm out of my own house
1: that. right now. <laughs> 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 I,
2: I don't. I'm not entirely sure that. Um, sorry about that. What is my mic stand? Over there? Need a new mic stand. It just fell. I I don't know off the top of my head. There was a book club that all three of us didn't like, other than Flex Mantello. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are others out there. Flex
0: Mentallo like. I'm trying to think of what our book club was like, but that book really annoyed me. It just really annoyed me when I was reading it. Mm -hmm. I want to listen back to that book club again (laughs) just to get annoyed again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you should try to read sea guy. Number one, I I'm curious to hear your thoughts just so I can, you can make me laugh in a text.
0: I was surprised that it was even available digitally. Like when we talked about it, I looked on Amazon and then you had said that it's available in the, the app. And I figured, mm-hmm. I thought like maybe I would have known that, like people would have been talking about it, but I guess it just must be a super small segment that really just loves that book.
2: And I was like super hyped for it for, based on no reason whatsoever. And then like a couple months ago, maybe at this point, Cameron Stewart like Instagrammed like uh, an email from Grant Morrison. It was like a, C, a new Sea Guy script or something. I'm like, oh my God, it's it's coming back and it's it's so on. I got to go back and read the original first. <laughs> And then it's just like I I don't know, it was just like I might I was cutting off my pinky toe with a with a butter knife.